Welcome, everyone. This is another episode of That Record Got Me High. I'm your host, Rob Elba. It's wonderful having you all with me. You know what we do? We have a guest on, and they pick a record. And I will say, I will just say right up front, this guest kind of bullied me in a way to saying, I'm coming on and I'm doing this record because we have to talk. There's a record, and we have to talk about it. So she kind of bullied her way on, but that's fine. She's a returning it's guest. So t- every time, though, every time I bully my way on here, you that's, ca- yeah, that's, that's kind of true. Yeah, but it's true. Right. She's uh, she's the co-host of one of my favorite podcasts. I swear I'm not just saying that. I love this podcast, the Muck Podcast. One of the co-hosts, Hillary Doherty. Welcome to show, Hillary. Thank you, Rob. Thank you for allowing me to bully you. No, no problem. No, it's not really bullying. But the the, the sad <laughs> thing is, the plan is was to get Hillary and Tina, who's also the co-host mm. of uh, the Muck Podcast, on together. But you know, Hillary just kind of threw Tina under the bus and said, "Fuck oh, it, I'm doing this." One hundred percent. One hundred percent. Within forty eight hours, so much stuff happened with this band that I was like, "We are not doing that anymore." Because I'm not even gonna get Rob's not gonna agree to do that album anyway. Let's be honest. And like, <laughs> no, no. Can, I, I, but I, I have to talk about this band, and we'll still, but, but we'll still do you and Tina another time. We'll definitely right. have you right. on because I really do want to do that. But all right. So what is this? What is this band? What is this record that you had to go? That we had to talk about? I bullied you. At your old age and my old age, I'm still bullying people in the schoolyard um, to talk about the amazing boy genius debut, The Record. Yes. And yeah, so boy, there's no two ways about it. Boy genius are hot now. I mean, they're hot because they're uh, they're nominated. This record is nominated for a bunch of Grammys. And I and literally, like in the past couple of weeks, I've seen people, surprising people that I wouldn't think, like dudes even say, this is yeah. the album of the year and this is the band of the year and things like that so it's like okay and of course as usual I'm kind of out of the loop although but I did of course know I mean I knew Boy Genius was from you because we did mm-hmm. Phoebe Bridgers uh, her album uh, Punisher Day off in Yeah, no, it, it must have been in 2022, right? Yeah, no. I think so. Well, yeah, whatever. But we did that, yeah. and then uh, Boy Genius. So, all right, so tell us first, uh, boy, who who is uh, Boy Genius? Okay, so Boy Genius is what we call a super group of amazing, talented women, and it's Lucy Dacus, 
Phoebe Bridgers and Julian Baker, who all in their own right are these incredibly accomplished indie rock artists who, like I explained on the podcast, like you're just, you just mentioned, they met each other uh, around 2018. They were going on tour together. They thought, what a great idea to, what if we all did a couple songs, made a, like made an EP, we could perform them together while we're on the road. And the synergy and what they had together as friends developed into what they called Boy Genius. And five years later, we were all waiting with bated breath, if you're a fan of any of these three, for a Boy Genius actual long play album. And that's what we got in uh, this year, 2023. Yeah. And and so for, uh, for all anyone knew, that EP they did could have just been a... Yeah, something they did like a one-off thing and I guess I was reading it's kind of funny that even they weren't sure like they were all kind of kind of nervous about asking each other because they were afraid they were more into it than the other ones you know like yeah, yeah. do you want to do another <laughs> record <laughs> yeah 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 but, yeah, they but, all, but thank uh, god they did because the songs are amazing I mean the love that they share together is incredible their friendship's amazing I don't know if you've seen any of the clips of them on tour in the last year but they like make out with each other on stage well, they just the, wrestle uh, yeah. and tackle even, each other like <laughs> aside from that just i have seen clips live clips and I even have a friend uh, another dude friend uh, brian franklin that sent me a video of them live and he said this band is unbelievable they're amazing and it is yeah, yeah. They're, they're just really great and yeah th that's it when people have like this joy playing together that really mm. comes across you know yeah it feels less like it's not like work at, at that point. You right, know? right. And especially it's one of those things that you can't fake, but a lot of people, mm. you know, may not realize it, but it's the secret sauce that makes something really special is that, mm. yeah, they're all like really, really close friends. And that whole friendship thing kind of uh, permeates th this whole album, right? Yes, absolutely. I mean, a lot of when I was reading a lot about the album in the last couple of weeks preparing for this, I, you know, when it's just like when you read a horoscope, you're like, oh, this is about my life, right? Like you yeah, can yeah, right, take right. a song, <laughs> like you do any song and be like, oh, this love song is about something I experienced. But when you really dig into it, you realize that they came to each other with, they each brought songs to the to the pot, you know, that were about their friendships, which is kind of incredible because they sound like love songs, which is what Phoebe Bridger said right. when they were making the EP. She told Rolling Stone at the time, they said, it sounds like you all are falling in love. And she's like, no, we, we, we are in love. Like we are in love. We love each other. Like right, that's right, what this right. sounds like. And that's what it is, you know? And it's great because that's something I think that, uh, you know, me, I mean, I have girls, I have daughters, I have two daughters, mm -hmm. but I know it's something special, like a, a special thing, uh, girls uh, that are really close friends, and especially now these days, just to have mm. these people that like get you, that totally get you when yes. maybe your family doesn't get you or, you know, or even people, uh, romantic interests may not get you yeah. or something, but to have these friends that totally completely get you and that's something, you know, I guess, I don't know, guys, I don't know if guys, I'm going to be totally honest, I don't think guys mm. are the same <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would be nice if they were emotional and share their feelings like well, that we, but okay we can't be yeah, we're, in your yeah. own way in your own way maybe but maybe. also like they talk about the way that they made the album they made sure they're like when they're on tour it's all women artists that are back their band is all women the women that were in the studio is all women because they didn't want to have to explain to a producer dude like this is what we're going to do and then he'd go add reverb or something you know like it's no great. yeah they know what they wanted to do and they felt safe and comfortable in that space with each other to write these really like intimate 
an emotional lyrics together, you know? Which right, gave right, us, right. Like, this beautiful, beautiful yeah. album. And I think, I, I can only imagine this is the initial thing that brought them together because they were all individual, you know, uh, artists, uh, recording artists, up-and-coming artists, but they all, I'm sure, had the same shared experiences of yes. being treated lesser or just being talked down to or mansplained mm. to in the studio i'm sure they all just bonded over that naturally Absolutely. because of course that's always going to happen to females well, in the industry and also that's where the name boy genius comes from is that this idea of boys are told from a very young age you're so smart you can do anything you're a genius right and how <laughs> like in the studios when they would in the studio when they would struggle they're like i don't know maybe this lyric works like no act like you're a genius like you're a boy genius right now act like you're a boy who's been told he's a genius and just run with it and that's where the name of the band comes from is like uh, that's, taking uh, over that idea uh, that all these boys are geniuses it's you know? great it's great and and you know and and one thing i don't know if this needs to be said but maybe it says for some people but it's not this isn't about about hating on dudes or about anti-dudes yeah. it's not it's just about you know these uh women you know uh just the the close bond they have in the friendship and the you know let's face it the 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 shared experiences they have that's not going to be the same as other musicians mm. that are male that are not female yeah. they're just not and and you know and that's what it's about so it's like celebrating them and and the music itself is great i mean this this record is so good i've been listening to it uh for the past couple of days just non-stop over and over and it's mm. just great uh, you know aside from everything else the songs are great and and they all uh sing together their voices together mm. is like so Harmonies. great oh and, my gosh yeah and and it's the same thing like i said before just the fact the uh the joy of people that really mm. legitimately love and respect each other making music together that's something you know special to listen to yeah i also love and i'll mention before we get into the album is that i love this nod that they have to male bands like when they announced this record they announced it uh, via rolling stone they were on the cover dressed in this iconic uh, nirvana cover where they were all in suits oh, and they yeah, almost right. replicated right. even the that. images on the inside that's great and then yeah. they just they just were on saturday night live a few weeks ago and the set was like the beatles when they were on ed sullivan and they were dressed like the beatles they right. had guitars that looked like the beatles played right. like they do these nods to bands like that all the time these genius boy bands right right and uh i love and and they don't really like they don't want to talk about how they're a, a girl band they just want to be a band right, like, right they just right. want that Oh yeah, 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 for uh, for sure, for sure. And uh, real quick, before we start going through the songs, I just want to mention real quick that some of the I, I read that some of the recordings for this record was done at Sound City Studios in Van Nuys, California, and that's mm. where I am, baby. I'm in Van Nuys, California, Ooh, right look now. That's you. <laughs> You're what you like one degree away from boy genius. It's so awesome. In a way, in a way. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> kind of. Let's just we if you squint, it looks that way. Exactly. Like that's how it seems. All right. So the first I'm gonna play probably the beginning of the episode. I'm gonna play the opening track because it's called Without You, Without Them, and it's basically a cappella, the three of them singing together, and it's and and it's really great. But this uh so this this first song, what is this first song? Like explain. I'm gonna I'll I'll have it playing in the background, but just uh, Yeah, so the thing about these songs too is as an as a fan of all three of these artists i i can tell who brought the songs to the table oh right and this I, is was definitely gonna, I was gonna i was gonna yeah bring oh without up. a doubt without a doubt and this is definitely a lucy dacus song lucy dacus albums are very intimate they're very slow they build and and they're very she loves to read she's into literature she's into poetry so her she always has references like that in her songs and so this is very poetic in the way of like we are friends and we are I'm so happy we have each other that we found each other and also being like being grateful that you have these relationships 
and thankful for like where you came from because now we're here. And right. I love that so much, that yeah. reflection. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's great. And um, all right. And then it goes into uh, $20, which is great. I guess they, so did they release three singles? Yes. Uh, at the same time, simultaneously, pretty much. They released uh, the three singles when they announced that they were doing the record, right? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And um, so uh, Julian Baker is uh, is this one takes the reins on this one. But like all the songs, like uh, as you said, even if you can sort of tell who wrote it, they're definitely they're all all mm. over each other in these songs. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. And they harmonize, especially in like the first one with without you. Like you, you can hear them harmonizing and how beautiful that is. It and is, this yeah. one is definitely a Julian song. She likes to bring the bangers and she did with this song, which is incredible. But that she's also uh, a queer woman who grew up in Memphis in a very Christian household. Right. And so her songs are always about trying to write herself which she identifies as a queer Christian, like writing herself with that religion and her sexuality and the recklessness of youth which is what she kind of grew up in. And uh, that's a lot of what's in this song. Ah, uh, okay. All right. But let's, uh, yeah. So this, uh, this one, $20, th- uh, this song hits hard. I mean, it really does. <laughs> but let's listen to yeah, a yeah. little bit of $20. <laughs> great lyrics it's an all-night drive from your house to reno to the t-bird graveyard where we play with fire in another life we were arsonists that's great (laughs) such a great line i I also love so many hills to die on because i feel like nowadays you know everybody's got to take a stand Yes, you know, like right, it's exhausting yes. to figure out. Like, are you really gonna oh, die? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm thinking just... that. Even if I'm not saying that, I'm thinking that to people. Are you really gonna die on this? Yeah, this, this yeah, this is the world of misinformation. This is where we're going. Okay, exactly. like I don't know. It's crazy. <laughs> so, all right. So this, yeah, uh, as I said, this is a Julian Baker song. But at the end, I gotta imagine that's uh, Phoebe uh, screaming her, her ass off at the yes. end, of it, right? Always, okay. always Phoebe with the screaming. We know Phoebe with the, she loves to raise that voice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's it. Uh, yeah, that, that's the other thing I was going to say to you, because obviously I know her more because we did the record with you and I and I sort of, so she's the one I knew the most. So the songs, I, I was doing the same thing. I was picking out, ah, that that's probably, even before I'm looking, that's probably a Phoebe song. Like this next one, Emily, I'm sorry, but I guess this one was really a personal personal song for her but let's let's do it and mm-hmm. then we could uh talk about it let's do a little of emily i'm sorry 
she's asleep in the backseat Looking peaceful enough to me But she's waking up inside a dream Full of screeching tires and fire We're coming back from where no one lives Pretty much just veterans when I pointed out Where the North Star is She called me a What's the story in, in uh, this song? So Emily was a real person who Phoebe, it's very public information, but she was in a relationship with Emily who also had a boyfriend and they were t- all together. This is years ago now, right? Right. And so there was a bad breakup between Emily and her boyfriend, but Emily and Phoebe stayed together and it kind of spiraled and ended but there was a big lawsuit between the boyfriend and phoebe which i don't know if it's settled yet but like a defamation lawsuit because she was posting stuff online about this guy and uh but yeah i think it's funny because immediately when this song was released on that when when the fans phoebe fans know who emily is of course and um I was surprised that she brought it here, but maybe she brought it here to Boy Genius because if she put it on one of her albums, it's, a, it's very pointed. And maybe if people don't know the Phoebe backstory with Emily, it's not, you know, but I think this this sounds like a relationship spiraling out of control, right? Like they're all having nightmares. <laughs> they're all seeing how this is ending and it's right. not ending well. And uh, yeah. But but I, I also feel like she's all, which I don't know, are they all around the same age too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're all 27 to 28. Yeah, so she's really young. So the way, especially when she says, uh, Emily, uh, forgive me. Can we make it up as we go along? I'm 27 and I don't know who mm. I am, but I know what I want. Mm. That's so self-aware of someone to, to to sort of say that, that she she knows because obviously we know because we're much older that someone in their 20s, yeah, you know, your heart's going to get broken in this, but you're, you're going to see things differently when you get older and maybe you won't, mm. everything won't be so uh, dramatic and everything like that. And that's so self-aware of her. I think to uh, to put that in there. All three of them are super self-aware. I think you kind of have to be to like write lyrics like this or analyze a situation or a relationship in this way as songwriters, you know? Right, right. But yeah, to be 27 and not know who you are, I mean, I think we can all relate to that. Yeah, yeah. Going well, on. I know plenty 27. of people yeah, in their 50s, they still have no idea. Yeah, that's are. true. <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. <laughs> All right. So True Blue is the third uh, single. This was the uh, Lucy uh, Dacus. Is that how we say her name? Dacus. Dacus, Dacus. Uh, song. Yep. And uh, again, this is relating to the ideas of like moving away from home and finding yourself, uh, uh, which is great. But uh, yeah, let's listen to it. You said you wanted to feel alive, so we went to the beach. You were born in July, 95, in a deadly heat. You say you're a winter bitch, but summer's in your blood. You can't help 
such a good song, man. This song, oh my gosh. It's so good. Forget it. I mean, that line to like, it feels so good to be known so well. Holy cow. Like that, if that's not the most human thing I've ever heard, right? right? right. Like to just be on this planet and know somebody knows you and like to be seen and feel understood like isn't that what we're all looking for and she's talking about a friend like this is somebody who they've been through it together right. they can always come back they have a deep connection about their again i'm just about friendship and and knowing this person it just it's incredible it's an, i love that it i is. love it it's great uh now i wanted to ask you i know your daughter how old is she how old is your daughter now she's 15 she's 15 is she a fan of boy Jean? i mean i'm assuming she would have to be but i don't know listen this is one of the most painful subjects for me okay oh uh oh <laughs> I can't. I don't know where she is on music. Okay, I want to be. Oh, influential that's right. I here. think we've talked about this. Yeah, before. and she won't even let me look at her Spotify. It's oh, private. Wow. Well, I can't what? look at it. I am very upset, and I, you know, I, this is one of the reasons I wanted to have children so I could influence <laughs> no, another no, person with Hillary, music. It doesn't work that way, though. It's fine. It's fine because I always, <laughs> I always tell people, no matter how cool you are, and you are no. cool. You're very cool, but at, 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 there's a, a certain point, especially to your 15 year old daughter. I'm sorry, no. you can't. You could just gonna have no. to take one for the team. And yeah, she's, no, they, yeah, she's not they, gonna, yeah. she likes Lucy Dacus, though. She has some of her music. She likes her oh, album okay, Historian. That's great. That's but good. She's, but she's going to have her own thing and she's going to yes. have her things that she loves. And, and that's fine. That's just how it that's has fine. to be. Trust me. You know what? I know I know some parents that their kids love like uh, the same thing they do, like Rush and Pink Floyd and stuff. Yes. And I'm thinking these kids must be such outcasts in school because no, no yes. one else is into these bands. Now, my son, this is my saving grace, is that he loves rock and roll. Like he will, he'll, on Thanksgiving, he was walking around with Metallica shirt on. And my brother was like, Name three Metallica songs. And this kid was like, I'll tell you the whole album that exactly. I love. And I was good. like, this is what I, now this is where I'm at. Okay, we're good. We're good. Oh, well, that's why we always have, that's why it's important to have more than one child because yeah. you have more chance that at least one of them will be into the shit you're into. That's right. <laughs> that's the only reason. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. your odds go up. They're, your odds are a little yeah. better. And also, that's that one right. of them will take care of you when you're older. At least that's one of them will. <laughs> If you have one and they're not into yeah. it, then that's it. You're, the you're jury's bust. still out on which one's going to do that job. I'll say you, I have no idea. All right. So this next one, cool about it. I It's funny because I thought I'll, I'll, I'll play it. And I thought at the beginning that it sounded a little like Simon and Garfunkel's uh, The Boxer, the song The Boxer, which I love. I am just a poor boy, though my story is seldom told. I have squandered my resistance. For a pocket full of mumbles, such are promises. And then, lo and behold, in the record's liner's notes, they actually credit uh, Paul Simon for inspiring, mm-hmm. like, the opening of it, so, which is cool, which is really yes. cool of them to just be inspired by it and do it, uh, and it's great. It's a great song in its own right. Let's listen to Cool About It. You at the dive bar to go shoot some pool Make fun of the cowboys with the neck tattoos Ask you easy questions about work and school I'm trying to be cool about it Feeling like an absolute fool about it Wishing you were kind 
great I, I almost wish i could just play the whole thing because it's cool because I, I guess each of them is, is are each of them mm-hmm. taking a verse and sort of singing about yes. their own little thing yeah i love that that's one of one of my there's another song i think like that on the album too where they each come in with their own post breakup meeting that's right. been awkward and unpleasant and i just love it so much that's i love great. it so much it's so relatable too like the fact that like in Julian's verse that you played, like wishing you were kind enough to be cruel, like even the person being friendly to you is just complete agony, you oh, know, right, that right, you just right. like, just ignore me, be mean to me because I don't want, I can't, I can't deal with this right now, you know? Right. Now, here's another question for you. We already are, we found out about your daughter. What about mm-hmm. Tina? I know Tina's like a deadhead, right? She's, <laughs> but is she into this? <laughs> oh God, she gets so mad that I tell everybody she's a deadhead, well, but she you know, is. Own it. But she likes own other Tina. music too. That's what she always goes. I'm not just creepy. Um, is she a boy? Gen- I don't. I don't know. This, what? This is a crime. Can you believe this? <laughs> no, I don't. Now, I, don't. I think anybody who knows me online knows I'm obsessed. Yeah. With boy genius. So and she's Phoebe probably Bridgers, scared to even bring it up to you because then you, she'll go down this rabbit yeah. hole, huge rabbit hole with you. Yeah. <laughs> I'll ask her. I'll I'll get back to you on that. I'll let you know. But okay. She better be here. That podcast is over. It's over. Well, well, <laughs> breaking up. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because the one thing I think, like the one thing I love about uh, you, your guys' podcast, the, the Muck Podcast, is just your, you guys uh, together, your relationship with each other. And, yeah. and I could just hear it. So I would think it's a, kind of a no-brainer that this album yeah. for you guys. But I don't know. I guess you have other things. I'm afraid. To, now I'm afraid to ask. It would be Maybe really you shouldn't. Maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> Stick to politics. I literally Tina. just when this, uh, just talk. Politics yeah, you're right. With her. You're right. Politics. That's it. I when I brought this up, I've already embarrassed myself with Boy Genius on there because when I brought up the album came out, I literally was talking about the Rolling Stone cover and I got tears in my eyes. Rob, that's how insane I am as a oh, person. And she was probably like, "Oh God, this isn't. I can't." I, I know can't that. Yeah, she's probably woman. smart. That's probably smart of yeah. Tina to say. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I know because you're you. I, I know you must have. I can really? only imagine like when it was announced that this was coming out no, no, and that no, 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 just no. your. Uh, I cannot. I can't tell you. I am beyond. I I bullied you to get me on here to talk about it so everyone can hear it. It's fine because it's great. If if it had been if the the record had sucked and it was terrible, then I would have been mad. But it it, it definitely doesn't. All right. So uh, this next one, not strong enough. I feel like, you know, there's not for what someone would think. You would think the whole album is about bashing, bashing the patriarchy. And it's not mm. at all. It's it's mm. not in any way. But I feel like this song, Not Strong Enough, is in there a little, but they're very sly about it, I feel like. Mm. Uh, I don't know. Let's listen to it, and then we'll discuss. Let's listen to a little bit of Not Strong Enough. Black hole opened in the kitchen
have my thoughts about it, but I'm, I I promised myself that I was not going <laughs> to mansplain anything this album to you. No. <laughs> so I just want to hear your take on, on uh, this song, and especially the end. We didn't get to the end, but I'm going to play it definitely because when they go, uh, when she says, Only, uh, always an angel, never a god. Mm-hmm. What's going on here in this song? Well, first of all, we should, I should probably, I wanted to actually bring this up in the beginning of the, talking about the album, but we should know that these are all queer women. And so they're not necessarily talking about men, right? Right. They could be talking about relationships they've had with women. Right. So that's a thing. But they also do this play on on gender. So sometimes, like their fans will call them the boys, right? So like, there's not necessarily a thing. So I don't know if that if that changes how you feel about it but i think this is very much about like a toxic relationship where people are insecure they're emotionally unavailable there's self-doubt and they they say i want to be everything i can but you yet you want but i can't do it like i want to but then i can't which is toxic as hell right right and i always thought like always an angel never a god was also a play on that the gen thing of like how women can always be angels but we can never be referred to as gods we can't be oh that, yeah right that that's what, okay thing, see that, that's what i was thinking too but i didn't want to just come out and say maybe yeah. i was uh, you know bullshit <laughs> i think there's also there's also I, when i was reading about this song a cheryl crow play because cheryl crow had the song strong enough gotta feel like hell tonight the tears of rage i cannot buy Are you strong enough to be my man? You know, I'm strong enough to be your man. That right, she right, had that right. song, and so there's, yeah. Yeah. But so yeah, what did that's you think what, of it? That's exactly what I was thinking because sometimes I know I hear like sometimes when there's a, a brother and sister and uh, and they'll say the the brother you know the the son could do no wrong and he was like a god mm-hmm. but the like you said the girl's always an angel you're a sweet angel yeah. the girl's the sweet angel yeah but the boy could yeah. be the god yeah so that's probably in there somewhere yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, good. I'm glad to hear it. Like I said, I, well, I'm very careful. I'm, I'm not going to mention anything, especially about this album. <laughs> well, and so this song, Not Strong Enough, is the big one that's nominated for all the Grammys. Like, this oh, is the okay. one that's got, like, Record of the Year, Best Rock Performance, Best Rock Song. Oh, it's I mean, just, we'll just see, as a song in the end. Like I yeah. said, I'm, I'm definitely going to play the end of, of it because it's just, yeah, it's just massive. It's great. Mm. That building. That's what Lucy's good at. Lucy does that building up to a monumentous sound in her songs. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, all right. So this next one, Revolution Zero, is Mm -hmm. is that what we call it? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So they're they're each they're each really great and they're very unique. As I listen to it, I hear more and more. Okay. Because at first, you know, um, they they all have similar voices you know uh, Mm -hmm. it isn't like one of them has this deep raspy voice or anything you know Mm -hmm. but um the way they all mesh together is like really uh is really uh really nice but this is another one revolution zero that i could kind of tell oh that's definitely a phoebe bridges song though uh Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs) definitely no without a doubt right revolution zero Yeah. 
great. Her just like the sweet voice, just singing those yeah. you know harsh uh, lyrics. It's it, it's just great. That's how you also know it's Phoebe because it says fuck. And that yeah, was yeah, like, yeah. you know, that's her. She's going to throw it in. Okay. And I remember when we talked about her last album, you're like, she's saying things that make no sense here. Like, what does this mean? And I think that's the same thing with like, break your nose. Like, I want to like, she's just saying sometimes where I, I don't right, know. Right, right. <laughs> but I read like the revolution, you know, the Beatles had a song called Revolution. Like Elliot Smith was a huge Beatles fan. And he would cover their songs. And, you know, Phoebe Punisher, that song Punisher is about, Elliot Smith and being a huge fan and oh, if she right, had met right, him right. what would you know if you have fans that come up to you and they're like like I, I'm a punisher let's right, be honest right right, right? oh yes, so, uh, of course yeah <laughs> I'm a punisher like I am a super mega fan it would be really bad if I met any of these ladies but uh Probably. so I feel like with imaginary yeah imaginary friend is like <laughs> I think that's Elliot Smith like they talked about oh, how okay, this could okay. be referencing him and maybe right. she's talking to him in her head or yeah. having a conversation I don't know but I love it. You know, yeah. I'm a Phoebe diehard. Like I, I'll listen to this all day long. This kind of song. <laughs> right, right. Yeah, no, th that's great. And uh, all right, so this next one, Leonard Cohen, is great because I feel like uh, I'm sure they're all in a way uh, fans of Leonard Cohen. Mm. But it's great because it's also sort of a uh, homage to him, but it's a, a kind of a backhanded homage to <laughs> yeah, Leonard Cohen, which yes, is it's, it's so awesome. Good. I'm totally here <laughs> yes, for that. I am too. <laughs> uh, it's really great. Let's listen to it and then we'll yeah. talk about it a little Leonard yeah. Cohen. If you love me, you will listen to the song And I could tell that you were serious So I didn't tell you you were driving the wrong way On the interstate until the song was done You felt like an idiot Adding an hour to the drive but it gave us more time to embarrass ourselves Telling stories we wouldn't tell anyone else You said I might like you less now that you know me so well I might like you less now that you know me so All right, so that was great. I actually I cut it out before the thing uh, when she said uh, when they say Leonard Cohen once said, "There's a crack in everything. That's how the light gets in." And I am not an old man having an existential crisis at a Buddhist monastery writing horny poetry. But I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. It's That's a long, so great. It's a long way. It's a long way to go to say I agree. Yes, <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> It's so good. It's good. And they're really, that's another thing I just wanted to bring up there. You could tell they're all really smart. They're so yes. intelligent. Yes, <laughs> for real. I, I agree. Especially Lucy. I feel like that. That's how, when you hear her songs, she sounds like that. And every, she always brings literature, anything like that back into her work. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because when, when she, in the song, she says, you said, I might like you less now uh, that you know me so well. That's totally like something he would write. I don't mean to suggest that I loved you the best. I can't keep track of each fallen robin. I remember you well in the Chelsea Hotel. That's all. I don't even think of you that often. Leonard yeah. Cohen would write. It's on, and she's right. just brilliant of her to put that in there. So, yeah, it's great. Yeah. 
And I think what I read is that this was actually about a trip that she, like a, a road trip she did with Phoebe. Oh, the the whole beginning part about them yes, getting like this lost really in a happened. song and missing the yeah. exit. Right. Yeah. That uh, That's great, which is great, which I feel like the whole record, they're just writing about uh, experiences yeah. they had as friends. And, and, and it's yes. so great because it's relatable. Oh. I don't know. Have you done that? I used to do that with my friend Dan all the time. We used to just talk and then we'd miss exits so we keep miss, missing exits. of course yeah. of course <laughs> now it happens though if i'm looking at my phone i go uh oh i'm supposed to well, turn back there <laughs> don't be looking you shouldn't be looking at your phone while you're driving okay stop first that. of all you used to live in florida you know what driving is like here this yeah, is a real true. thing that happens it's fine we can all deal with it florida drivers were chaotic okay <laughs> yeah yeah that's true <laughs> all right so now we get uh another one this is uh also this next one uh is credited to all three of them let's listen to a little bit of satanist Like, uh, you know, I was thinking if you're going to write a song called Satanist, you better bring it. And uh, (laughs) I feel like they really did with this. Yeah, I love, love, love the song. And this is one of them that they performed on SNL. It was so good. But I do. I I don't like the idea of like we're selling it, like become a Satanist, sell your soul and move to Florida. We have enough of those crazy people here. We don't need more Satanists and whatever else is going on out here. That's true. Please don't buy a vacation home here if you're a Satanist, please. It's so sad. I feel like just people at this point, they just use Florida as a shorthand for uh, so many different things. And And I don't even want to hear it. And I don't want to hear it from you. You escaped, which no, is I'm I know, jealous. I know. I'm not, no I don't say a word. I don't bad. Uh, trust <laughs> me. I don't bad. Thank you. I appreciate it. I'm going to tell you something really funny here. You know, I, I work for Alaska Airlines and I work at LAX now. And mm-hmm. uh, dur- uh, during the summer, they take away the Fort Lauderdale, LAX Fort Lauderdale uh, flight, but they just brought it back. Like two weeks ago, they brought it back. And I would swear to you, this is no lie. About a week after it came back. I had like five or six coworkers come up to me because they all knew I transferred from Fort Lauderdale and they go, Fort Lauderdale passengers are the worst. <laughs> I said, tell me about it. I yeah. know. <laughs> oh, gosh. You know, we can't get what? Uh, uh, what? I we know. can't get anything. Rob. It's true. But they were just I couldn't I couldn't you know, I couldn't say anything. They were they, they weren't wrong. <laughs> Listen, when Trump said Mexico is sending the worst, I think he mistaken it for Florida. Florida's got sending people that are the worst. (laughs) How did this become a Florida bashing session? (laughs) I know, I know. 
All right, so this next one, we're in love. This this I feel like is sort of like a really a really crucial song for the album because yeah, basically it's like what you were saying before about how them saying they they are in love. They all fell in mm-hmm. love with each other as and it's this deep uh friendship female friendship thing that's really great. And uh yeah, I I want to talk about it a little more, but let's listen to it a little bit of we're in you could absolutely break my heart That's how I know that we're in love I don't need the symbol of a scar So put down the knife We're not swapping blood Isn't it enough That we stripped down to our skin Cold and porcelain Like bathers in a painting And I told you of your past lives Every man you've ever been It wasn't flattering But you listened like it mattered I feel crazy in ways I So first of all, I just want to say I'm not wrong in saying that that's what it is. This isn't a love song, you know. Uh, it, it's more, it, it, it's a love song as far as them, they're f- yes. being friends and friendship, friends. right? Absolutely, 100%. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and it's great because I feel like it's like these friends, you know, when you feel, like we said before, friends that just get, get each other and you have all these mm-hmm. inside jokes with each other. Yeah, and also, like, this is a Lucy Dacus staple. If this is your jam, these slow, like the way she sings these, the, the lyrics like go up and down. I have no idea where you never know where it's going. Oh, right. This right, is right. what her albums sound like. They're oh, okay. beautiful. They're slow. And a, a lot of the critics were like saying that they front loaded the album, you know, but like the side B like this, that I, this is a heavy song and this is like so much of who they are and about their friendships and being in love. Like this is what the album is about. Right. You know? Right. Yeah, and and I'm I'm glad you mentioned that about the album because I feel like this is this was assembled like a very old fashioned record where it's like it's got twelve songs and it's got the A side mm-hmm. and the B side and you flip it over. But yeah, I agree. This is a very uh, yeah, and, and she's great. I mean, this is just Ugh. great, and I love this. So the one thing I I just wanted to say is that I feel like. I don't know. I, I, I've i said this before. I feel really bad for young people today. I feel bad for mm. young women and young men, too, just because it, 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 things are so I, I feel like, you know, in a way people say, oh, they're they all have a depression. They all have anxiety. It's like, yes, of course they do, because it's like things exist now that that didn't exist when we were younger. All the social media bullshit and everything mm. that can't help but fuck with their brains and it changes yeah. them. Yeah. And also to find like camaraderie and like even solace in these groups that they have, like yes, these three women together. It's important. It's so important yeah. for them. Yeah. It's like the only, it's literally the only thing that keeps them from going totally off the edge, off the deep end. Yeah. It's so important. Because I know, I mean, I saw an interview, even like on at, when they were on stage, they sold out Madison Square Garden this year. And on stage, Julian said that she, 
found her voice again because of her friendship with these two. They made her feel in a safe place making this album that she felt comfortable again. She didn't want to sing anymore. Like she was just so it's the world. The world's crazy. Right. And to find that sort of support system at this age in this business is incredible. It is. And to kind of in all of that too, pushing against this idea of like what women are supposed to be, what they're supposed to sound like, what they're supposed to look like is incredible. It it is. It's incredible. And there should be, there needs to be more of it. There should be more of it and it should be celebrated. And I'm I'm glad it is being celebrated. I'm glad so many people, you know, are saying, wow, they're really special and this is great because it really is, but it's important. It really is important. It's great. There's a, and apparently when they sing this live, it's very like no one makes a sound in the whole place. And then when they come in and kind of, you know, back her up, then everybody else starts to sing. And there's a part where she talks about pink carnations and like everybody in the audience, like hands up pink carnations to the stage. Like, I can't tell you, like, I know there's camaraderie in the band, but also the fans who are like me are obsessed with like this idea of, I went to see Phoebe Bridgers. Like I drove to St. Augustine last, uh, what, 2022 to yes, see her. I remember that. I cried in the audience of with people that I don't know. Right. Like <laughs> I cried with them. Like you find your people there, yes. which is what, to, I mean, I don't know if you agree with this or not, but like, that's what music is about, right? You're in a place, you're having an experience with people yeah, and it, whether it's rock music or classical or whatever, you're in this space to experience this music together. And and this more than anything of these people coming together to, to listen to these women sing and about very important relationships and friendships. It's kind of remarkable in this day and age. Now have, this is one thing I was going to ask you, have you gotten to see them live yet? Please. I, I <laughs> no, oh, okay. no, I haven't seen Lucy and I haven't seen them all together. You haven't. So seen them. are they, are there any plans? Are they coming down to Florida or are they? <laughs> well, do we need to talk about Florida again? I Nobody know. comes here. Yeah, that it means anything. It's, it's horrible. You may have to fly somewhere. I'll a buddy pass. You. I thought about but, it. See if a show. I'll I'll give you a buddy pass somewhere. But somewhere <laughs> we'll fly. I'll, I'll, oh, Rob, I knew. Get, see, although that... I don't even know. Is that a good idea? Getting you to a show? I don't know. Is it something you could handle? <laughs> you know, that was my whole angle of coming on here. Like maybe Rob can give me a buddy pass. Because All right, I'll make it happen. But I just no, don't, no, don't make I'm me joking. regret. I don't want to read about them getting a uh, having to get restraining order against a crazed fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God, this would be evidence in the trial. This is whole podcast. Be. Oh my gosh. <laughs> All right. So this uh this next song, Anti Curse, I guess I read supposedly it was inspired by Julian Baker that she had a near drowning experience in mm-hmm. uh, Malibu Beach. That's right. Yeah, yeah. That's pretty deep. All right, we'll talk mm-hmm. about it. Let's listen to a little bit of Anti Curse. Peace with my inevitable 
that's a, a pretty heavy. That's a, sort of goes along with what I was saying because she she literally had this near drowning experience where she thought maybe she was going to die, but she said she almost felt like peaceful about it, like there was that peace, and that's why I think uh, I feel so bad. These these poor yeah. young people are so messed up now. <laughs> You're right. It's so sad. It really is. But also just the reflection of like who she is as a person. Like when you come near to death, like you can either be like, oh, so glad it didn't happen. Or you sit down and go, wait a minute. Like, have I been a good person? Yeah. Where have I? What have I done with my life? Right. You know, when you get to the end of the song, she talks about um, God again. Like she's really, you know, she's in this religious space a lot talking about who she is. It's part of who she is, you know, and like reflecting about that and being a good Christian and being queer, like that's hard. Yeah, yeah. And and once again, we're just saying they're all just so self-aware about everything. Mm. And so, you know, and, and it ends up being so raw and so honest, but, it's, uh, but yes. it's great. It also makes some great music too. Yeah. All right. So the final thing, letter to an old poet. I know this, this song has a bunch of background stuff, which I am, once again, I am not going to mansplain it to you. I want you to tell me about it, but let's listen to it a little bit and then we'll hear about uh, letter to an old poet. I said I think that you're special You told me once that I'm selfish And I kissed you hard In the dark In the closet You said my music is mellow Maybe I'm just exhausted You think you're a good person Because you won't punch me In the stomach And I It's a really pretty song. It's a great ending, but I, I sort of had the feeling that there was some, you know, heaviness to it and what was going. But you tell me what's going on because I know the the band. This band has. I, I love how they have this mythology about them and and so many and it's almost like the their fans. It's like this club that they all know. The, the, you know, there's a lot going on here. So tell me what's going on with this song. So this song is a sequel to a song on their EP called "Me and My Dog," which is fantastic song like even at the end the last verse where i walk up to my room and without looking at you looking for you and she mentions her dog in the full moon that is a direct almost a quote from the first song But it's different in the way that now it's hopeful because she's not looking for him anymore. Now, I have a suspicion. You and I talked about Ryan Adams 
and Ooh. how she how Phoebe had been in a relationship with him That's and right. it was she came out about how he was abusive and yeah. it was she was one of the people women who came out against you know with his these accusations of uh abuse against Ryan Adams I think that to me this is about him like when she says you're not special you're evil and even like you're we're not equal anymore. I'm better than you. Yes. Right. Like I you can see that now. Right. That I'm better than you. Like to me, that's a giant fuck you to that man. Oh, that's right? great. Because I because, yeah, that was really standing out to me that she was saying that. And it sounds so powerful. That's great, though. I like that. Oh, and poor, poor Ryan's still whining about oh. why people don't like me anymore. And yeah. Why? And P.S. So, so one of the things he would do to these women that he worked with, including Phoebe, is record her music and then he would hold on to it. Yep. I'm not going to give it to you. And so this is the sort of thing where the experiences that she had with men recording with them, but especially oh, with this guy, because she I was know, in a relationship with him. I know dudes that do that to this day. I know other dudes that have done that. Mm. I do know that. That's that awful. So, of course, that's a thing that goes on all the time. So, yeah. Yeah. I also like this line when she says, when you fell down the stairs, it looked like it hurt. and I wasn't sorry. Yeah. I, that to me is so funny because she's like, fuck this guy, dude. Yeah, like, yeah. You know? Oh, my God. He's a mess. But uh, I love this song, especially the end. If you're a fan of of Boy Genius, you heard the way she sang it. It's just like from the first song and you knew it was related. And I also like that she said, you know, she really wants to be happy and she doesn't feel it yet, but she knows it'll come like the the whole the hopeful part of the end of the song is so good to me. Right, 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 right. And and yeah, and that's a great takeaway for the whole record that these girls, obviously, like I said, uh, you know, things are hard now, especially for young people, uh, people of this age. But there but there is, uh, you know, it is very empowering to see that they are, you know, attempting to push past it and using their friendship mm-hmm. and using their talent and pushing past everything and that's great and that's what uh you know what more can you ask for yeah <laughs> that's right <laughs> <laughs> these kids these days rob these i don't know kids, i don't know I, <laughs> I know it's so funny i sound so goddamn old but I, what, what am i gonna do it's true though it's all true no, right <laughs> no it is it's listen i would much rather be at the, the age i grew up with no cell phones in high school and all that yeah. jazz than, oh, than deal with this worse, no all right, but uh, Hillary, that's great. I'm really glad you uploaded me into having you on and doing this and talking about this <laughs> record. Uh, because, yeah, you know, it's uh, some records I feel like they do. They have to be talked about in the moment because it is sort mm. of a in-the-moment thing. And, uh, yeah. So, yeah, that's why I'm glad we got this. Yeah. And, uh, well, don't worry, Tina, eventually we'll get you on. And not just, uh, not a Grateful Dead record, please, anything. Yeah, else. no, no. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and then the last thing I wanted to say is that 2023 is the year of Boy Genius. That is the year... A boy genius, and I think they'll be at the top of every single like best record of the year uh, list that come yeah, out. Yeah, I, if, I if they mean anything to you, I don't know if they do, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, no, no, no. But I, uh, I agree. And uh, Hillary, don't forget, uh, uh, Hillary and Tina have this great podcast called the Muck Podcast. You should definitely check it out. Like I said, I'm not even just blowing smoke. It's one of my favorite podcasts. It's Thank really you. Um, don't forget, everyone. You can follow me on Instagram and Facebook. It's at that record got me high. On X, it's at TRGMH Podcast. You can email me at TRGMH33 at gmail.com. Most importantly, if you want to become a patron of the show, you can participate in our really fun patron episodes. Hillary's usually too busy to do it, but, you know, once in a while she does surprise me. <laughs> You've got great people turning in submissions. I love those episodes. Yeah, thank you. I Yeah, they are great. And I, I love all the patrons. So you can go to patreon.com forward slash TRGMH, become a patron of the show. Hillary, thanks again. This was, as always, it was a blast. Thank you, Rob. I really appreciate you. Let me come on. Awesome. All right. That's it. I'm Rob Elba. We'll see you all next week. We're out of here. The Teenage Queen.
loaded gun, the drop dead dream, the chosen one, a southern draw, a world unseen, a city wall and a trampoline. Oh well, I don't mind, you don't mind, cause I don't shine if you don't shine before you judge. Cut out of the sun. 